Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Welcome. Welcome each one. Join us for our online service here at Jemison Grace Life Church. And we are going to have a wonderful time today as we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's, we have every reason to be excited and we have every reason to be hopeful and we have every reason to, uh, to be glad. And we only have good news to tell today. Amen. Now, uh, if you're there watching us at home or uh, you may catch the broadcast a little later, we're going to be receiving communion at the end of our service here. So if, um, if you haven't already got something, if you will, go find some, uh, some juice and a cracker or bread or, or whatever that you have. Um, and, uh, and that'll be just fine. So that'll be here in just a few minutes. We're going to take communion together. And uh, God's going to do great things. Amen. And uh, so if you got your Bible, if you, if you will, go with me to Exodus chapter 12. We're going to actually read a number of scripture today. Not going to read the whole Bible, but half of it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Not quite half of it. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the, there's power in just reading the Word of God. Revelation says, blessed is he who reads this Word. Now, I'm not as smart as everyone, but I'm assuming if, if you're blessed to read, then, then if you don't read... Well, there's a reciprocal. So anyway, so we're going to be blessed. We're going to read the word. So Exodus chapter 12, and we're going to jump right in verse 1. And this is about the Passover. This is about um, God delivering his people, his, his people who had been in bondage for 430 years. And of course, he sent Moses, and we won't go into the whole story. Most people know, uh, know that. Uh, but the, this, this week in the Good Friday... Uh, we celebrated the, the Passover, this time that God passed over, uh, the spirit of death came into Egypt and how God supernaturally protected his people. And it's just so spot on with what's happening in our world today with uh, everything that's going on and the plague or viruses or whatever it is. And we're not going just throughout our nation, but over you know, well over 100 nations of the earth. And uh, God is still the same God yesterday as he is today, and he'll be forever. He has not changed. That's the good news. He has not changed. So the same God of Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still the same God today. So we're going to read uh, verse 1. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be to you the beginning of the months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak you to all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. So, uh, so he didn't, uh, God didn't put anything in there about social distancing, uh, depending on the size of the lamb. He said, if it's too much or too little, he said, join your neighbor. And uh, didn't even have to have a mask. It was amazing. Praise the Lord. God was doing big things then. Hallelujah. Ha ha. Okay. Verse 5. 
and your lamb shall be without blemish or, or defect. And a male of the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it, and they'll kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and of the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. So they took the, they took the lamb, they killed it in the evening. Verse 7 says, they took the blood and they, they, they struck it on the side post or the lintel uh, of the upper post of the house wherein they ate it. Verse 8, and they shall eat the flesh in the night. They shall roast it with fire and, and with unleavened bread. In other words, this was uh, bread that was yeast-free, uncontaminated. And with bitter herbs shall they eat it because they're... Uh, the bitter herbs had been 430 years of bitter slavery. In verse 9, eat not of it raw, nor sodden uh, at all with water, not boiled, but roast it with fire, its head with its legs and with the pertinence thereof. Verse 10, and you shall let nothing of it remain till morning, and that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. Verse 11, and then you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and God said, I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, and I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13, And the blood shall be to you. If you're at home, say that with me. And the blood, blood. shall be to you. For a token upon the house where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not come upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. That's so pertinent to today, isn't it? Let's read that, that 13th verse again. And the blood shall be to you. It shall be a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. This, they call this unseen disease or virus that's sweeping the nations of the earth. Looking for an antidote. That's about all I'll say that. <laughs> but God already has the antidote. Hallelujah. And you won't even have to take a shot to do it. He gave us the shot. It's called the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, now you understand this was before Christ was in the earth. So all this was type and shadow of that which was to come, right? So he gave us the lamb. They used the lamb. But how many know Jesus was the lamb? The Bible said that Jesus, in Revelation 13, I think it's verse 8, says Jesus Christ was the plan of God that would be the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the earth. God knew what was, you know, God's really, really, really intelligent, you know. And he says, I have a plan even before mankind are upon the face of the earth that they'll need a Savior. And God planned, and in the mind of God, that Jesus would be the lamb, the spotless lamb without slain 
or, or without blemish, and he would be slain for his people. And so it was the blood of him. It's the blood of Jesus. So here uh, in, this, in the Old Covenant, here uh, when Moses was bringing the people out, they were following the instructions, and they put the blood up over the doorpost. And when the death angel came, he said, the death angel, if you have the, the blood over the house, he said, it will have to pass over you. I don't care where this disease is headed. I don't care which direction it is. I don't care if it's coming from where it's coming. I don't care if it was sent out as a plot. I don't, it, 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 that, that makes no difference. You say, well, so-and-so nation did it. They, may, they probably did. That's, I'm not here to preach conspiracy theories. God did not call me to preach conspiracy theories. I, I do have uh, opinions, but uh, mostly keep them to myself. He told me to preach the gospel. Amen. Because at the end of the day, so you're, you're, you're to be preaching the gospel. Uh, you, you get to do testament searching, and I did that even on this one time. And, uh, and, and I kind of got a, just a gentle, uh, not, I won't say rebuke, what are you doing? He reminded me of Charles Capps when Charles Capps was learning how to believe God and, you know, for finances and stuff like that. And he was believing God to buy a farm and it looks like it wasn't going to happen. And so Moses, uh, I'm sorry, Charles Capps at that time, he said he was talking to the Lord. He says, well, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to work and the loan's not going to go through because of this and this. And besides that, you know, the devil's trying to do this and I'm trying to do that and, and he got talking about sickness. He said, I don't feel any better. And, and, uh, and he said, the Lord spoke to him. He says, Charles, I will, be, I will be very glad when you quit telling me what the devil's doing. <laughs> so so <clears throat> if it's not from God, huh? well, we know where it's from. So it's nothing wrong with being informed, but let's don't spend all of our time uh, just going through conspiracy theories of what's happening. Amen. If the blood can protect the people here with the death angel going past their door, he can protect you in this time. Amen. Amen. He said, uh, I see the blood. And because I see the blood, he said, this death will have to pass over you. Amen. This is not even being healed of it. He said, it won't be able to attach itself to you because of the blood. And the plague shall not come upon you. It can't destroy you. Verse 14, and this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout all generations, and you shall keep it a feast on the ordinance forever. And they still do that. The Jewish people still do that. Those in uh, Judaism are, are still do this. And this is the type of what we're doing today. We're still keeping this, but in the new covenant sense. Verse 15, seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses and whoever Eat leavened bread from the first day into the seventh day. That soul shall be cut off from Israel. And the first day there shall be a holy convocation. And the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation, which is the gathering of people. God's telling people to gather up in bunches and numbers. But you shall stay six foot apart. Oh, I'm sorry, the King James it wasn't in there. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no matter of work shall be done in them, say that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And you shall observe the feast of the unleavened bread, for in it the selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Thereof shall you observe this day in your generations and ordinance forever. And in the first month of the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the one twentieth day in the month at evening. 
Seven days there shall be no leaven found in your house, or whoever eats that which is leavened, and that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. And you shall eat nothing leavened in your habitations, shall you eat unleavened bread. And Moses called for the elders of Israel, and said unto them, Draw out, take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel of the side post with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood upon the lintel and upon the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door, and he will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses, and it will not be able to smite you. Are y'all listening really good today? And you shall observe this thing for an ordinance to you and your sons forever, and it shall come to pass that when you come to the land which the Lord will give you according as he had promised to you, shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass that when your children shall say to you, What mean you by this service? This is what you'll tell your children. It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses and the people bowed their heads and they worshiped. Glory be unto God. God passed over. This thing didn't have any power over us. The blood upon the blood of a lamb, an actual lamb, an animal, to signify that which could become the blood of Jesus. The blood of a natural lamb just struck the doorpost over the lintel, and that death, that death spirit came and looked at the blood and said, can't go there, can't come, can't come to these people, can't come to this house. Well, we have that blood applied to our hearts. That blood's in your life, over your life. You're as safe. You couldn't be in a safer place. I can't imagine coming to church and dying sick. How do you, get, how do you go to the presence of God and die there? Amen. Hallelujah. There's no corona. There's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no affliction or suffering that's going to come into the house and God and survive. doesn't have any oxygen in here Amen. to live because we say it doesn't. We're washed in the blood, cleansed by the blood. Amen? Amen. Safest place on the earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not just here. You are the church. Wherever you go, you're a mobile church. Amen. Hallelujah. Your home's safe. Amen. Now, he says, verse 27, you shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. And he passed over the house of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered out of the houses and the people bowed their head and worshiped. And the children of Israel went away and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So did they. Verse 29, and it come to pass that at midnight, here it came, the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh, hmm, the head of the snake that sat on the throne to the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, even God slew the firstborn of the cattle. <clears throat> when God takes something out, he, he knows how to take it out. Hmm? God had asked somewhat politely, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no way. Ten plagues came. It's not our, it's not our, uh, it's not our 
service today to talk about, but each plague represented something different. But he said, let my people go. <clears throat> you know, God will work with people. He's mighty merciful. But when God said, let my people go, he wanted his people to be free. Amen. There's a freedom that's in Christ. Amen. There's a freedom to live with Jesus. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Set you free, make you free. There's a freedom here. Hallelujah. And so we are free from any fear, from any bondage, from any sickness, from anything that would try to, to uh, uh, ravage your home, your finances. We are in Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it said uh, uh, in verse 30, Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. Look at these next words. For there was not a house in Egypt that there was not one dead. Can you imagine? There's not a whole house in Egypt, not one house that someone in the house wasn't dead. And Pharaoh, this time he called for Moses and Aaron by night. And he said, rise up and get out of here. Go forth from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Now he's talking more like Moses, <laughs> right? And take your flocks and your herds, if you have said, and be gone, and bless me also, which means pray for me. So Pharaoh's asking for prayer. COVID-19, when we get through today, be asking for prayer. But the Lord will hear you not. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, Get them out of here. If not, we're all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, and their kneading troughs were bound by their, cloths, uh, their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed, not a good translation, they didn't borrow nothing from the Egyptians. Do you, do you ever, did you ever read where they took it back? Actually, if you go look it up in the, uh, uh, in the Hebrew, it, didn't, it doesn't say borrowed, it says stripped. God uh, stripped the Egyptians of jewels and silver and gold and raiment. In other words, they'd been slaves for 430 years. And they said, you, you enslaved my people 430 years. You fixed to pay the bill right here. We fixed to get a major stimulus package going right now. <laughs> and, you, and you're not going to fill out any forms. Well, the cry of Egypt was so great. So when the slaves were demanding to their masters, I mean, you, you can just see them. Uh, the slaves, and then here, here's the Hebrew, and, and, and here they were slaves of these people. And you could see a slave and his wife, and the wife would go to see the master's uh, wife, and she said, we're leaving, and I'm going to need uh, all the party dresses that you've been wearing, and I'm going to want all the earrings, and I want all the gold, and I want all the silver, and uh, uh, get, gather up all the pretties out of your house. Don't, don't mess with me, woman. God's still ticked off. You better watch it. So they stripped the Egyptians of everything that they had, the gold, the silver, and the raiment. You're not leaving out of this thing broke. Huh? You're not going to do without in this time. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So what verse were we on? Anyone know? 45? 35. Praise the Lord. 
Yeah, there are people here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of Egyptians so that they lent or stripped such things as they required and they spoiled. There you go. They spoiled the Egyptians. Uh, my, my footnote says they took away the value, their, their valuables. Hallelujah. They don't say, you know, because they never came back, did they? Amen. And the children of Israel sojourned with Ramses and Sakoth about 600,000 in foot, that, that, uh, 600,000 on foot that were men besides children. Um, Hebrew scholars said they, the men, the women, the children, they estimate the total number around two and a half million people. Two and a half million people. And they baked unleavened bread and on the dough which they brought forth out of Egypt. And for it's not leaven because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not carry. Neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel dwelt in Egypt. and was 430 years is how long they were in bondage. And it came to pass that at the end of the 430 years, even the selfsame day, it came to pass that all the host of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. And it is a night to be much observed. To the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. It is the night of the Lord to be observed for all the children of Israel in their generation. Well, what a mighty thing God did. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Now, <clears throat> I want to uh, want you to go back since we're uh, in Exodus. Let's just go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. And let's read a few passages here. It would take several weeks to talk about, you know, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection and all such as this. We can't do all that in one time, one day. But as it relates to what's going on in the world today and to, to celebrate the, the resurrection of our Savior, we want to remember what Jesus did, what Jesus gave up. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. God's always, he's never had to make a plan. He is the plan and he has the plan. Isaiah 53, he asked the question in verse 1, Who hath believed our report and who is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he, to my, Jesus, shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as the root of the, out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness and when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, he looked pretty much just like everyone else. And so... We see in verse 3, it tells us that he was despised and he is rejected of men. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, but we hid it as it were from our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Many of you know this, but in case you don't, when you look up these words in verse 4, it says, He has borne our griefs. And it says, And carried our sorrows. Those are the words, He has borne our sickness. And He has carried our pains. Yet, He said, We did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So not only did Jesus bear our griefs, but He also carried our pains. He also paid the price, the total price for all the sickness of all mankind. All mankind. Verse 5 said, He, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We don't hope to be healed. It's not one day in the sweet by and by. It's right now. The, the atoning work of Christ at the same time that he dealt with our sin, he dealt with sickness and disease of our body. It was dual provision that God took care of everything. Notice he said that he also bore our griefs. We've all had something in our life that caused us to be grieved. He understands that. He understands it better than you understand it. So the Lord looked upon humanity for all, all time. And he laid his life down and paid for each one of us. He paid the total price, the sum total of everything. He didn't leave one person out. But he dealt every man fairly. He laid his life down and he went to the whipping post. They tied him to the post and there he was tortured. Disfigured on the cross. They whipped him at the whipping post with a cat of nine tails which had jagged pieces of metal in it. So when the whip went around his his rib cage into his back, it would grab hunks of flesh and they they would rip it out and chunks of flesh would come out of his body. We should never say where well, the Lord could heal if he wants to. That'd be a slap in his face. Look what he's done. He's dealt with this whole situation for, for all mankind. It's not to ask, Lord, heal if it be your will. The word is the will of God. The will means testament. Amen. It is the will of God. Say, well, why are people sick? Well, there's still a devil. You understand this? You're not under a curse. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But we have to accept that by faith. And every, sometimes faith has a fight. But I know this, he who stays in the fight wins. Amen. 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 But you're fighting this thing not to win. You're fighting this from a place called finished because Jesus said this is finished. In other words, I finished it. It's signed in blood. You are the healed of the Lord. I paid the price for your healing. So he was wounded, see, for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. And with his stripes you are healed. Verse 6, And we like sheep have gone astray and have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He hasn't picked special people to be born again and those not. He didn't pay for some people's sins and not others. He died for the good, the bad, and the ugly like Clint Eastwood. Hallelujah. So if you were good, you still wasn't good enough for heaven. Huh? Romans 3.20 said, all men have come short of the glory of God. That's what, when the law came, it showed us that we could not meet God's standard. God knew that. You say, me, God gave us the law. He knew we couldn't keep. Yeah, so you'd be finally smart enough when you read the law. It says, how, am I, how can I do that? You can't. You can't. You, got, you can't do it. Amen. On your best day, you can't do it. Well, Jesus could and Jesus did. And he came and he kept all the law for you. Colossians said he took that which was contrary to you, that which was written on stones. What would that be? That would have to be the Ten Commandments, right? And he nailed those ordinances to his cross. Amen. 
Amen. Not that the, the law was bad. The law was good. It's God's goodness. It's God's, it's God's holy standard. But no one, no mankind, no flesh had the ability to keep all the law except Jesus Christ did. He was, fully, he was full of God and he was fully man. And he was tempted of the devil, but he was full of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus never sinned. And the Bible said, him who knew no sin, he, be he became sin. He did not sin, but he allowed himself to become sin that we should become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which means he has imputed his righteousness to us. In other words, you are just declared righteous. You are justified. It's just as if you had never sinned. Justified as if I had never sinned. That means it's just as if I'd never missed it. Which makes you the very righteousness of God. So in your born again spirit, the real you on the inside is born again. It's sealed with that same blood. Nothing can touch it. No demon can get there. You're not oppressed and you're not depressed in your spirit. Your spirit's so happy it can't hardly stand itself. I'm talking about on the inside, you are wall to wall, Holy Ghost. And everything on the inside is just jumping around like John the Baptist was in his mother's womb, Elizabeth. And when Jesus came in the, in, in the, in the womb of Mary and John the Baptist got within social distancing, uh, John began to leap in his mother's womb. He said, whoa, the Messiah is real near here. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory be to God. It's a good thing that Mary stayed six foot away from Elizabeth because John the Baptist would have been born real early. Hallelujah. Now, I don't even know what verse I'm on. I'm just, someone here's a good puller. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I think we were somewhere about verse 6. All right. I'm going to take y'all's word for it. So we like sheep have gone astray. We turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. But man, we are forgiven. Glory be to God. Someone said, oh, I'm so happy to be a forgiven sinner. Well, you're halfway there. Put your bread back in the oven and cook it a little bit more. Hallelujah. You're cooking with unleavened and it ain't never going to rise that way. No, you're not a forgiven sinner. You were a sinner, but you've been forgiven. Now you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Huh? Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now you are a Christ man and you are a Christ woman. When the devil looks at you, he don't know if he's looking at you or Jesus because we're one and the same. He's the vine and you're the branch and the vine and branch is connected and we are one with him. We are one spirit with Christ and we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and nothing can separate you from the love of God. Doesn't matter what comes your way. Doesn't matter what's, What's coming into your life, into your family? I'm telling you what, the blood of Jesus is stronger. It is the power in the name of Jesus that will kill every sickness and every disease, every damnable spirit that tries to come to your life. Will you have the weapons of his warfare? Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of all strongholds. We are seated with Christ in the heavenly places and the heavenly places, which makes us far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and everything that's named in this earth and that which is to come. Jesus exalted. He was exalted because he emptied himself. He laid everything of his godlike uh, attributes aside and he became a mere man who had to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So he is the Christ man and forever. He became the mediator between God and man. He stood in our place. He took what we deserved. Yeah. 
He took what we deserved and he paid the total price. And when God was satisfied, God said, I'm satisfied. The price is paid. And Jesus went from the cross and he was killed and he was put in the tomb, but he didn't just go to the tomb. He went three days into the, the lower parts of the earth. It's called hell. And he went to hell for you so that we'll never have to see hell. No one listening to me, if you believe in Jesus, if he's Lord and Savior, you'll never have to spend a day in hell. No one ever have to know what hell's like. Jesus has already paid the price, so to hell with it. Excuse that. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are born again. We're citizens of heaven. When we leave this planet, it's gonna, we're going to go from grace to grace and from glory to glory. It's going to get good and gooder. Hallelujah. And we're going to be with the Lord forever in heaven. Glory be to God. We're going to go there for seven years and we're going to have a feast. Thank God for a seven-year buffet. Hallelujah. I like to eat. Thank God God left eating in heaven. So glory to God. And then we're going to leave there. This is not perfect theology. This is uh, the West translation. Then we're going to come back and there's going to be a battle. There's going to be a war. It's going to last one hour, Revelation said. And we're going to come back with Jesus and all the saints of heaven. And we're all going to be on a big horse. We're all come back on horses. So if you don't know them about riding horses, you ought to get acquainted with them just a little bit. Hallelujah. It's going to be a big horse. I've always said it's going to be Clydesdale. Now, that's not in the scripture, but look, you've been eating for seven years. <laughs> it ain't going to be no little old Shetland pony kind of thing. Can't hold you up after seven years of eating. Hallelujah. We're going to come back in a horse. Hallelujah. So that, the war is going to be over in, in 60 minutes. All we've got to do is fall on them and roll over them, suffocate them. It's all over. Hallelujah. The devil's going to be locked up. I'm just butchering revelations to pieces. I understand this, but... <laughs> <laughs> I can see a, uh, I can see a Greek and Hebrew scholar say, oh my God, oh my, what's he doing? Hallelujah. Well, I'm giving the headlines to this whole thing. I'm just telling you it's good news. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's all going to be over. We're going to be in heaven forever. God's going to make a brand new heaven and earth and we're going to be with the Lord and our Savior and your loved ones forever and ever and ever. Somebody said, well, where's the devil going to be? Well, the Bible said there's going to be one angel going to come kid him. Just one, one. Not one, not one quadrant, not 100,000 angels. One angel's going to come with him with one chain and say, come here, turkey. And he's going to lock him up in hell forever. Well, I thought he was a big, bad deal. One angel, one angel, one chain. And that'll be over forever. Hallelujah. Come back to this earth in the millennium. We're going to live here a thousand years in peace. The lion's going to lay down with the lamb. The Alabama and Auburn folks are all going to get along together, and they're going to say, I see, it's roll tide. Hallelujah. And they, well, maybe not so much there. Hallelujah. Forgive me, Brother Matt. Hallelujah. Total peace on the earth. Who's going to be in charge? Jesus is. And you will not be cast in the ballot every four years for who's going to be running this planet. Hallelujah. Don't ever try something that stupid. No, Jesus. Jesus is king, and Jesus is Lord. We're still serving King Jesus. Say with me, King Jesus. King Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, let me settle down because I don't want to start preaching. What verse are we on now? Hallelujah. We're all over the place. Six, seven, eight. I'm here in all kinds of places. Hallelujah. I didn't stay in my teacher's anointing, so I lost place. Hallelujah. Verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opens not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? 
for he was cut off in the land of the living and for the transgression of my people he was stricken. He, was, he made his grave with the wicked. Mm. And he was rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10, can you imagine this? This is God talking about his son. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. When you shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. We won't go there, but Isaiah 52 said those, Isaiah the prophet said, those who looked upon the Messiah, upon the cross, and after the, he went from the whipping post, he was so tortured and disfigured, he did not resemble a human. Mm. By his stripes you are healed. Hebrews chapter 10. We've got to move on real quickly. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10. Reading a few extra scriptures today, but they're very important. Here we go. Verse 1. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not for the very image of things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make comers therefore unto perfect. So see, now we're in a new covenant. We're talking about the old covenant. We're talking about the priesthood using the lamb that was slain that would signify that the lamb that was to come, Jesus Christ. So he said these were just a shadow of things to come. He said, but they, they could not be made perfect this way. Command the lights to stay on in Jesus' name. For they would not have ceased to be offered because they had worshipped. Those who were worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. We don't have to have any conscience of sins. It's been purged. You've been purged of all that stuff. Hallelujah. You're righteous. Someone said, you need to be holy. Well, I, I am. The Bible says, be ye holy because he's holy. When he said, be holy, I was. When he said, light, there was. When he said, water, there was. When he said, holy, I was. And is. I was is. And is it was. Hallelujah. Verse 3, but in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sin every year. For it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, he comes to the world and he says, sacrifice and offering God you would have not, but a body you have prepared. God never wanted burnt sacrifices. But he says, but you wanted a body. And burnt, burnt sacrifices and offerings for sins, you had no pleasure. Verse 7, so then say, I, I'll come in the volume of the book, for the book is written of me to do your will, O God. Above when he says, sacrifice and offerings, burnt offerings, and offering for sin, you would not either have pleasure in which are offered by the law. Verse 9, then he said, lo, I come to do your will, O God. And he, so he takes away the first that he may establish the second. Takes away the first ordinances, the first covenant to establish the second. By the which we are still are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest then, back then, old covenant, stood daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, but they could never take away sins. I mean, their job never ended. But this man, say it with me, but this man. Oh, say it a little better. But, the, but, but this man. After he offered sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He sat down. The priest never got to sit down. Matter of fact, if you go back and look at it, some of your Bibles will show you the pictures of where this happened. You'll, there's, there was not even a piece of furniture that the old priest, could, the priest of the old covenant could have sat down because his, his work was never finished. Jesus said after this man, he offered the sacrifice of sin one time, and when he did, he sat down. Not because he was, woe out, burn out, give out. No, he was through. He sat down, and where did he sit down? The right hand of God. Woo, where are we at? Ephesians chapter 2 said, you're seated with him. You know what? We're not, <clears throat> E.W. E. Kenyon helped us this years ago. He said, we're not seated around the throne. We are seated in throne. You thought it was a big deal at four o'clock, uh, four o'clock, excuse me, at four years old, three years old that you sat on Santa's lap? Yeah, really? We are sitting in the throne. We are seated, you could say, in the lap of Jesus. We are seated. We are ruling and reigning with him in the throne. So we ought to see what he sees. Huh? Now, where is he at? Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and everything that's named. Where are you at? Wherever he's at, far above all principality, power, and might. You think Jesus sitting in the throne with a mask on? <laughs> saying, can y'all get me something to put on my hand like over here? And, and, and God says, hey, son, don't touch your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't touch your face. I can just hear Moses. We got any respirators around here? <laughs> Moses, no, there's no wife's left. There's no bread, no, no cheese, there's no milk, whatever. What's it coming to? And then God gets a nervous. He starts praying. Oh, God. Oh, no, it's me. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, I know someone's going to get on here and say something ugly. Say it all you want to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm saying what I'm saying out of love. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying out of love. Love ought to tell the truth. Amen. Love ought to tell the truth. It don't do any good to go online and read the Psalms 91. People say, no plague can come nigh our dwelling. No sickness can come nigh our dwelling. Of course, there ain't none of y'all here today. Well, why, if it can't come nigh our dwelling, well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, there goes the hate mail right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I understand there's, if you've got thousands of people, you can't, probably can't space them out eight foot apart. Hallelujah. I didn't know I'd end up with a mega church in a week. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. I'm, he said he'd do a quick work, his quirk. Anything over 10, now is mega. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh. Glory be to God. What verse are we on? <laughs> Burn offerings, come to volume, sacrifice. He said, Lord, come to you. Uh, uh, this man, uh, yeah, uh, verse 13. But from expecting till his offering be made a footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. He is what? He is, and my, side notes of my Bible says he's completed and made holy. He made you holy. Because you need to be holy. Well, I ain't. He made me holy. He made me holy. What am I supposed to go do about that? 
I mean, it'd be like, you know, I, I tell Mr. Bill, I said, in, in the morning, I want you, when you wake up, now you, you be a male. You be a man. Don't, turn, don't, don't be a woman. Bill said, well, I, I am. We never give thought to it, right? If you're a female, you don't think, you know, I mean, well, no, I guess in the world, yeah, I mean, hallelujah, they, they changed that. I, I'm just living in a different world. So I was born in the 60s, and I'm, I've seen so much stuff. Hallelujah. In the 60s, we knew if we were men or women, we weren't. We didn't know about trance anything, you know. You know, I knew there was a, about trances in the Bible, you know, but I didn't know there was. Hallelujah. It's, just, it's a lot for me to keep up with in 1962. Hallelujah. But God loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, he, I mean, really. I mean, you may have grew up in confusion and demonic spirits and all kind of stuff, and it's just, it's, 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 it's not heaven, it's hell. Matt Govern said, you know, Matt Govern used to say, if you'll come here to Canaan land, he says, he says, and stay here. He said, we'll get you to deliver those drugs. He said, we'll just love the hell out of you. Amen. Because it's, 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 it's lies from hell. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me behave. Hallelujah. Now what verse are we on? Hallelujah. 14. For by one offering he perfected them that are sanctified, whereof the Holy Ghost is written to us. For after that he has said before, this is my covenant, there we go, that I'll make with them after those days, says the Lord, that I'll put my laws into their hearts and their minds, and I will write them in their sins and their iniquities. I will have no remembrance of them. I will remember those sins no more. So we're not doing penance. Penis or what? For something he don't even remember? It's, I'm, I'm reading it from the Bible. It's not Reader's Digest. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. Bible, Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. That's, that's the book for me. I stand upon the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Did that, did that have any kind of tune to it? Well, thank you. How'd leave? You can get forgiveness for lying later. <laughs> This, <laughs> for there is mission of sins, there is no more offering of sin. Now, verse 19, therefore having boldness to enter into the, oh, we have what? We have boldness. What are we going to do? We're going to take our boldness and we're going to enter what? Into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all get ready. We're going to enter into the holy, holy. Get your, get your mask on. Praise the Lord. Here, here we come. There's a bunch of us coming in here at one time. Make sure you got your hands sanitized. Be bold as you come up in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 20. No, this is a new and living way. See, this ain't the old way. This is the new way. This ain't the old wineskin. This is the new wineskin. Hallelujah. The new wineskin. You can't put new wine into old wineskin. You'll lose all of it. Hallelujah. This is the new wineskin recreated in Christ Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We've got a new and living way. Look at verse 21, if you can stand it. I don't know. I may have to receive a second offering if I read that. Hallelujah. And having a high priest over the house of God. Who's over the house of God? The high priest. Who's our high priest? Jesus, the unmasked Jesus. Glory be to God. 
let us draw near. Oh, near within. We're near. We can get more than six foot. You got to inch into Jesus like that. Jesus said, get back a little bit. Oh, right there. Hallelujah. No, no, we come all the way up. Hallelujah. I can see the hate mail coming. Hallelujah. Well, just send me your stimulus check if it bothers you. Hallelujah. I've been looking for it about the third week. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We'll be stimulated. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Let us draw near with a true heart and the full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God believes in being washed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Soap and everything. Glory be to God. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let's don't waver at this time. Let's hold fast. Let's be strong. Let's remember who we are. We're not terrified under the old covenant, under an inferior covenant, taking a sure enough lamb and killing it and putting the door of the blood post. The death angel came down and says, can't go in that house. Can't go in that house. Every house in Egypt had a dead person in it. And even the first cattle was dead. And the cry was so great they could hear it. And Pharaoh says, come get him. He says, get away from us. And Egypt said, and Moses said, uh, it's time to pay up for 430 years of salary you ain't paid. We'll be taking all your silver and all your gold and all the goodies out of the house and, and all the mistresses. We want all the party dresses. We're going to take them out in the wilderness. Don't know what we're going to do with them, but we're going to take them. Hallelujah. We're going to get paid back. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, there's going to be a transfer of wealth that's taking place right now. Glory be to God. You've given when it, you, when it didn't seem like you could give, and you sacrificed when it, was, when it would have been, if you went with your mind, you said, don't do this, but you gave anyway because you have a heart like God. And when you give, you, you're closer to God because he's a loving God for God so loved that he gave. And I'm telling you now, this is your time of promotion. Promotion always comes when there's intensity. Whenever it comes and it's inconvenient, that's and you don't give in and you don't waver and you don't don't you don't bow down and you don't kiss the ring and you don't bow to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. You may go into the lion's den, but I'm telling you, the lions won't be hungry that day. There'll be nothing more than a sort of pillow for you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. What verse are we on? Hallelujah. 23. Lexi said, Hallelujah. So let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without raven, for he is what? He is faithful. Say that with me. He is faithful that's promised. Let us not consider one another to pro, or let us consider one another. Let us consider one another provoked to love and to good works, not forsaking. Not forsaking. The assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Huh? Especially so much more when you see the final days approaching. Don't forsake. He says, in other words, look for ways to get together, not to, to spread apart. Huh? No, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to judge anyone who's doing anything else. Every, everyone needs to do they have in their heart, and people have different situations. They can't do what I do, what I'm doing today. Hallelujah. I, I get that. Amen. But do you do you see here? He said, "Is how important it is that we do not forsake the assembling ourselves together, Amen. because the, the body needs one another." Amen. Something's happening in this room today. One because He's here, 
but it's because you're here. And there's a corporate anointing and you're there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're one together in, in the name of Jesus. What's happening here, the presence of God that's in here and in us today and in this room corporately is going through the airwaves, as it were. And it go, it's going into your home. Hallelujah. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. There's so many times Jesus sent the word and healed and, and, and just spoke the word. And it went miles and miles and miles away. And it affected total healings and cures. Hallelujah. So you're here with us. Amen. Now, let's, uh, let's receive the offering. So those of you watching online, uh, hope that you have your, your uh, juice, whatever you're using, your bread. Hallelujah. How we doing? <laughs> Communion. <laughs> yeah, we're going to drink the offering. <laughs> Glory be to God. Let's go to, um, or you can just read it. Hallelujah. I'll just read it. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 today. <coughs> Excuse me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The Apostle Paul. Said I received of the Lord. That which was delivered unto me. That the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed. He took bread and when he given thanks. He broke it and said take eat this is my body. Which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner he also took the cup. And when he supped saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. Or do this, uh, footnote said, do this in agreement. Do this in covenant. We're in covenant with him. Covenant. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show or proclaim the Lord's death till he come. Whoever eats of this bread... And drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body, the blood of the Lord. And let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, because he's not discerning the Lord's body. It is for this cause that many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we are we shall not be judged. Well, you're not unworthy in the sense, so don't 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 misunderstand what he's saying here. You know, the, the understanding for many years, people thought, well, if I had any kind of sin in my life uh, and, I, and I take it, well, <laughs> you understand there's, it's not that we need to have an attitude because Jesus lived without sin. So it's attainable. Hmm? Right? He was a man. He was God, but he was all, he was all man, but he had to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, you, you've been born again in your spirit. I mean, so, so you are worthy. So he's talking about 
examine yourself in the sense that we need to understand that when we're partaking of the, 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 the bread or the cracker, whatever you use, and drinking of the juice, that we are properly discerned in the Lord's body, which is what we read to you in, in Isaiah chapter 53, why Jesus came and what he did for us at Golgotha Hill. You know, it's just a stone throw away from where Abraham sacrificed, was willing to sacrifice his only son. And the Lord, and the angel of the Lord stopped him and he says, do, do not do that. And there was a ram in the bushes, remember that? It's only a stone throws away from Golgotha Hill where Jesus was crucified for the world. So we properly discern his body this morning. For those here and for those of you watching, I want you to listen very well. We're going to take the bread in just a moment. If there's something in your life and you know is wrong, well, don't leave that in your life. Just say, Lord, forgive me. If you have all against someone, it's not the Lord's will that you have all against people that we, we should live in forgiveness and love one to another the way Christ forgave us. So if you have something in your life, just simply say, Lord, forgive me of that. Wash me, cleanse me of that. You're righteous and you're holy in him. But we properly discern the Lord's body by understanding that his body was broken in for you and that his blood was spilled upon your behalf. And so this morning, I believe in a, there's been a number of prophets that have spoken, credible prophets that believe that today on Passover, that the Lord is going to strike what's going on in this world. He's going to strike it for a second time. He's already struck it once. He's going to strike it again. And this virus that's going throughout the land, <clears throat> not only in our nation, but other nations, it's going to lose more and more oxygen. And this thing's coming to an end. But you may even have other situations in your home. So if you're taking communion with us today, I want you to know that when you take the bread in just a moment, I want you to know that we're in agreement with you, in agreement with this word, that as you take of the bread and you drink of the juice, <clears throat> whatever's going on in your life, whatever may be going on, you may have sickness or disease, maybe suffering something in your body right now, speaking to certain people, certain family, you know, I'm speaking to you, we talked yesterday. In the name of Jesus, when you take that communion today, you're going to be strengthened, ma'am. You're going to be strengthened, sir. And the entire family is going to be strengthened. Some of the families here with me now. The entire family is going to receive a strength from the Lord in the name of Jesus. And this thing is going to do, take a complete reversal. And every day is going to be a better day and a stronger day. Better and stronger than ever before. And we speak to this virus that's going throughout the land. And we declare in the name of Jesus as the church of Jesus Christ, we stop you, we bind you, and we tell you no. We tell you to, to leave this planet in the name of Jesus. Set the people free. We pray for those who have who've con contracted this, this virus, this disease, who are sick with this disease. And we command the healing power of Jesus Christ to go into your bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Or if you're sick of anything right now in your body, you're hurting, you're in pain, you're sick. I command you to be healed right now in Jesus' name. I, I send His Word. Psalms 107.20 said He sent His Word and healed them. 
We send forth the word of God and we declare that by his stripes you are healed. I command the strength of God and the life of God to begin to flow into your body, into every cell and every fiber and every tissue of your being, into every joint that you will be made ever with whole in the name of Jesus. The same spirit that raised Christ from the, from the dead, he said, is alive in your spirit and will quicken and make alive your mortal body. So we say right now in the name of Jesus that that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from, from the grave is now quickening, making alive your mortal body. We declare that you are strong, you are healthy. We command restoration to come forth into your home and to the members of this family that I'm talking to also, that every family member receives strength. And all the resources that that has taken and the wealth that has taken to, to keep things going forward, that all of it be restored back to you and multiplied over and over in Jesus' name. So we're going to take the bread now. We're going to break it. Understand this is the broken body of Jesus and eat. Receive your healing right now. See the stripes on Jesus' back. Receive your healing. Thank you, Lord, we're healed. Thank you, Lord, we're whole. Thank you, Lord, we're strong. Thank you, Lord, we're restored. Thank you, Lord, for restoring to everyone here today, Father God, anything going on in their life and their body in Jesus' name. We rebuke it. We cast it out in Jesus' name. This is our covenant. We do this in remembrance of you. We worship you. And now we take the juice, the blood of Jesus that was slain for us upon, that flowed from the crown of his head that pierced his skull, where the nails was in his hand, the nails was in his feet, the stripes that was laid upon his back that he wasn't visible, that blood still speaks today. That blood still washes today. That blood still purifies today. That blood makes us clean and holy. The same blood, the same blood that when Jesus died over 2,000 years ago is still just as powerful as it is today. Even under the old covenant where the Israelites, where they were making their exodus out of Egypt, the blood of a natural lamb over the lintel of their post caused the death angel to have to skip over them. So we take this blood now. We take this juice that represents the blood of Jesus and we drink it now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and we rejoice as the family of God, sons and daughters of the most high God. Hallelujah, we do this in remembrance of him. In the name of Jesus, we strike again. We decree coronavirus. We strip you of your power. We strip you of your authority. Go back to the origin from which you've come in Jesus' name. Leave this state. Leave this nation. Leave the nations of this earth. You are an invader. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Our bodies belong to God and not to you. We refuse you. We reject you. We tell you to go away. And the plans that the enemies planned against this nation and the wealth of this nation shall be no more in Jesus' name. And the fortune shall be restored. We pray for the President of the United States of America that he hears the plans in his dreams. He hears the plans of God and the purposes of God and the decisions that need to be made. 
that are in alignment with God. He hears only those voices. We speak strength to him right now in Jesus' name. Be strong, Mr. President. Be strong. Be strong. Receive. Receive the prayers of the saints right now in Jesus' name. And we declare we are free. We are free in Jesus' name, and we will carry out the plan of God that he has for this nation. For Jesus is coming soon. If you don't know him, invite him into your heart to say, say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come to me. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Save me. Cleanse me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. If you prayed that prayer, he is you're now become your Lord and your Savior. And the Bible says all, not some, not half, but all the angels in heaven rejoice over one person that receives Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. So those, our broadcast goes into a, an audio format that goes into over 30 nations of the earth. If you prayed that prayer and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, I want you to know that you are part of the body of Christ, that you belong, and we rejoice with you that you are our brother, our sister in Jesus' name. We bless you. We call you healed, sanctified, holy, and righteous. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Storm is trying to cut our lights off there and our broadcast. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. Woo, y'all preaching good today. Hallelujah. You can always tell people. They get a little bit tired of the devil messing with them. Y'all got that, y'all got that spunky spirit. <laughs> I, know, I done had you up to here with all this business. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this mess up in here. Hallelujah. Right. You know, yeah. You get it is, it's the same spirit. Paul said you had the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. Amen. We got the mind of Christ, we got the wisdom of God. We're mighty conquerors. We are the church. We're the light of God. We're the, we have the good news. Amen. Amen. We love you. Bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Amen. And we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll let you know, like I said, the first of the month about getting back on a Wednesday schedule. And uh, we bless once again the, our mayor of the city here. Hallelujah. He says, have church. And uh, it's not a problem here. And so we'll, uh, we, we bless the administration. And, uh, and we, we believe what was uh, going to happen, they said next week, that uh, the president and they're, they're looking at this, that this, you know, coming against the church to bar it from stopping and moving together and congregating together. We believe this will be turned around, not just for one state, but for all states. Amen. Amen. Y'all agree with that? Amen. Man, we need, we need the church. Amen. We need the church. How many, think, how, how many believe the gospel is essential? <laughs> the church is essential. You know, you can go to PetSmart and get something for your dog still because they're essential, but you can't meet at church. Dog on it. You catch it later on, dog. You know, have a look. All right, bless you.